Welcome back to Minding Our Businesses, where CEO and COO sisters share unfiltered conversation about running three companies together and and the the real real life between it all. Episode two, improving your mindset quickly. I'm Rachel Shifter. And I'm Carly Rubin. I am so excited to be back for episode two. I know, couldn't come soon enough. Such a vibe. So today we're talking about mindset. Mindset is everything. The only thing that matters. Yes, it is. And you have taught me a lot about mindset. How so, Carly? Just a lot. I've, I've changed a lot over the years with my mindset. I think you just know what you're talking about. Well, I think mindset is an ever-evolving topic. You Definitely. Know? Like, and I think it's something you always need to be working on. Um, I personally was thinking a lot about this topic and I was like, is this more for personal or professional for our viewers and listeners? And I really concluded when I was kind of going deep in my head about this in my meditation that it's the same thing. They are one. Like literally your personal mindset is your professional mindset and your professional mindset is your personal mindset. And you can't have a good professional mindset without having a good personal mindset. They go hand in hand. Absolutely. I agree. I think social media can be so deceiving. Like if you look at my Instagram or the things that I preach, you may think that I'm just like this always happy and positive little being, you know, and that like only good things happen. But I think that the truth is behind it all. Yes, I am always positive. Yes, I always have this incredible mindset. But the background of that is I work really hard for that. You know, we work really hard for that. You work really hard for it, but you also know and recognize when you're in a bad one and you're like, oh, I need to work on my mindset right now. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to always be in a hundred percent positive mindset at all times. You change your brain and you change the way you're wired and you do active things to Mm -hmm. be better. I think one thing people don't realize about our positions, like as a CEO and COO, it's our responsibility to always have a good mindset. Like I, it's my job to set the tone for the people that are around me, for the people that work with me. And I've noticed that if I come to work with my baggage and if I'm having a bad day, I affect everyone around me. And like we were saying before, it requires work. It's not something that just comes naturally. You have to recognize when you're not in a good mindset. And I think for me, it's not always about being in the best mindset. It's about being able to go back to a great mindset and understanding what I personally need to get there. And I think today's episode is all about like telling you how we do that. And I think like we were saying, you know, we're different. And so I think kind of explaining those two different ways of how we get back to that great mindset and the way you get out of a funk, that's the topic we're talking about today. And just recognizing it in general, because if you finally recognize that your mindset is your way of life and it can change your life, it will make your life better. It affects everything. And actually, one thing that I was meditating on this morning, I always open books and kind of like go to a different page to get a message. It's funny that you say that because one of the quotes I came to from Napoleon Hill was, change your mental attitude and the world around you will change accordingly. You change your mindset and it affects everything else energetically. That energy will change your life. Well, it's law of attraction. Literally. I mean, what you put out is what you get. 100%. And I believe in that too, because I am someone, and I know we talked about being different, who can be in a very negative mindset. I can really get negative and I choose to surround myself with people, especially like you, especially like mom, even Joe, who can get me out of that mindset and make me understand that 
everything's going to be okay. Definitely. And it always is. The dots always connect. Absolutely. They always do. So this past month was really hard for me personally. And I had to put extra work in just to be at my baseline of okay. And like I said, that was my responsibility to do that. I look at that as my responsibility personally and professionally. When I'm with my daughter, I want to be in a good sound mindset. She deserves that from me. And when I'm at work, I feel my coworkers need that for me as well. And you work really hard on that. Like you're the person that does it and does what she says and actually puts work to do so. Like, for example, when people are complaining like, oh, my life is so hard or I'm having two to three kids and like I can't get to the grocery store and I can't do this and I can't do that. You're like, it's all good. It's a choice. It's a choice that you make. You never, I've never heard you once complain about Lily, anything she does, anything that could, you could have be running on one hour of sleep. None of that. I don't believe in complaining. And we're going to talk about that. I have one more quote, uh, not to be preachy, but I, I really liked both of these quotes in regards to today's topic. This was so interesting to me. Positive and negative emotions cannot occupy the mind at the same time. Also Napoleon Hill, AKA you can't be positive and negative at the same time. You have to pick one. You have to pick a path. I've actually never even thought of that in my life. So it's a choice that like, that is the point. It is a choice. Positivity is a choice. Mindset is a choice. Putting the effort in and the work in is a choice. So we've outlined some topics today. I think you and I are on the same page about them. The first topic that I really want to dive deep into is the concept of slowing down to speed up. This is something we talk a lot about at work and it's something I do a lot in my personal life. When my personal life and my professional life are speeding up very quickly, you know, my days are not my own. I wake up, I meditate, and then I go straight to taking care of Lily. And then I, you know, make breakfast for my family and boom, 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 boom. The day just kind of gets away from you. It's five o'clock. Yeah, literally the day is over. How do you find the time to slow down? I think you have to carve it out. And I think you have to value the moment of clarity, you know, and really taking the time to get in touch with your feelings, slowing down, speeds you up. My advice on slowing down to speed up when I have a lot to get done and I'm looking at my to-do list and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get any of this done? You have to time track every single piece in order to get that done. So I will be like, okay, on Tuesday, I'm going to cross off this, this, and this. On Wednesday, I'm going to cross off this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you're going to be able to get everything done in one day. Exactly. So you have to prioritize what's most important. What can I do? How can I do it? And how can I get other people to help me and delegate to slow this down so I don't feel like I'm running on a treadmill so fast that I can't shut off? And you can delegate personally and professionally. Like, I think the point of slowing down is to gain clarity to understand what you need, right? Like, if I'm feeling really stressed out personally, I need to communicate with my husband or my support person or somebody on what they can do to help me. My favorite thing to personally delegate is returning my packages to UPS. I would just like to say, (laughs) why is that the biggest stress point for me? I think what's important about what you just said is recognizing your stress points, right? Like that affects you mentally deeply. I think one thing I've noticed about myself personally, I don't know if the person listening can relate to this, but when my to-do list is piling up so much and it's like all those little things like, do this return, get the groceries, you know, I have to do this. I have to meditate. I have to get this thing done at work. I have to do when I don't have lists and I don't take a second to slow down and have a really beautiful, clean to-do list that is just so organized. I'm fucked. 
Like I need to slow down in order to be able to do my life speed. There's also so many ways that make it easier. Like ordering groceries online Mm -hmm. is like a new thing. And like, you can do that in the bathtub and you can do two things at once now. And that is really where I feel like I can get all of my things done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. I think you're saying too, like taking the time to figure out like what you don't have time for. Yeah. And be honest about it. Don't act like you can do it all. Exactly. On the subject of delegating, you know, which is a big topic in our life of scaling a business and keeping our mental clarity with all that we do and all that we juggle is people can deeply affect your mindset. I am one of the biggest believers in that phrase, no matter how cliche it may sound, that you are who you surround yourself with. And I am like the most, the most crazy person about whose energy I allow into my aura, into my circle, into my room, into my space. Like I will not let somebody talk to me, sit next to me, hang out with me, call me on the phone, text me, anything. If their energy is not better than mine or matches mine. And if you drag me down, if you are a constant complainer, if you are someone that just can't get it together, yes, I empathize for you, but I cannot help everybody. I have to put myself first. And the thing is about negative people is that will rub off on you eventually. And you think about like your whole lifetime of like different groups of people that you've been around. Yeah. You think of your high school friends and you're like, those are my everything. And then you think about your college friends. Well, you you're evolve. Like, you evolve. Those are my everything. And then you leave college and you don't even realize that you're at the peak of your life to find the people that really understand you because you're grown up and you're established. And, you know, you kind of lose friends and you really want to surround yourself with people that lift you up and support you and make you feel good. Totally. Well, I think for me, what I took away from what you just said is the evolution. It's like I've evolved as a person and who I want to surround myself with has also evolved. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It's not something to hold guilt around. If you lift me up and I lift you up and it is a mutually beneficial relationship, we can stay inside this relationship. And don't forget, negativity attracts negativity. Oh, 100%. So if you surround yourself with people who are negative, then you're going to continuously be negative. It can truly drag down your mindset like a weight in water. Like it, it is just one of the biggest tricks of my life, truthfully, is saying no to things. And like, I am not a big socializer. You know, people look at me and they're like, oh, she's an extrovert. She loves, you know, she loves to talk. Yeah. At work, I love to go downstairs and bop around the salon and talk to my team and catch up and I'm loud. And I love to be on this podcast and talk. But the truth of the matter is that almost every single second of my day, when I am able to be alone, I am alone, not only so that I can slow down to speed up, but also so that I can cleanse my energy of all that socializing instead of just soaking in more energy from other people. In all honesty too, I, when you start saying no to things, I mean, FOMO comes into your brain and you're like, oh my God, am I missing out? Am I missing out? But if you put that mindset into, you're going to be better in your work life. You're going to be better for the people in your personal life and the people that you need to give your energy to, then your life will feel more whole. Cleansed. Cleansed. And when I hang out with certain people and when I am around certain people, I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. So when I say no to more things on the weekends and then I'm ready for Monday, I feel my best self. A hundred percent. And I think it's like, there's a balance in that too. Like I think 
you know, I probably take it to a very intense extreme in terms of like how much time I spend on meditation and self-care. And I'm sure some people have an opinion on that. You know, like people will ask me all the time, can we get coffee? Can we hang out? Can we do something at night? Can we do this? Can we no. FaceTime? No. <laughs> I will say my answer is un without, with exception to maybe like three to four people that I can let into my energy field or who lift me up, my answer is pretty much always going to be no. And it's not offensive. I think the people that take offense to that are not the people that are my people. Because to me, it's like you're supporting the fact that I need my alone time. Yeah. And that to me is the most important. And the reason I think this is an important topic on mindset is because you need to, like we said, take the time to slow down, to analyze personally and professionally where am I, you know, lacking or where do I need more self-care time? And then you need to analyze who are the people in my life that are my sounding board that do positively affect my life. Like if you are just going out getting drunk with a bunch of negative people and like having these conversations, it will over time affect your mindset negatively. I think 90% of people probably believe the opposite of this, but we live for work. Work is my life. And I like it that way. I live and breathe and die what I do. It's funny. That's been a big topic of meditation for me recently, just because, you know, we there's been so much going on with people that I love and, you know, their families. And, you know, I have a daughter now and I want to be around her and it's hard to leave her for work. And so, yes, I live and breathe for work, but I have to be honest with you, this may sound awful. I live and breathe for myself and, and work fills me. It gives me purpose. It gives me passion. So yes, it's work, but it's not, I don't come to work for money. You know, like I don't come here to just make a dollar. Yes, that's motivating. I have a certain lifestyle I want to upkeep, but I come to work to fulfill this passion, yeah. you know? And, and yes, I am motivated to only surround myself with certain types of people to work more because it fulfills my passion. But at the same time, it's, it's all encompassing. Going back to personal and professional are the same thing. Yeah. And if you choose to live your life where like, you're like nine to five and like, I don't really want to be here and I'm kind of miserable. And then you're only living for the weekends. Think I, about how, I don't like people who live for the weekends. Think about how small of a portion your life is for fun. Yeah. Like you're only having what? Like 10% of fun. I don't know if that's like an accurate statistic percentage, but you like, know what? I, in I'm going to run with it. I'm in my head, it. <laughs> it makes sense. And we're going to go with it. 10%. Yeah, sure. Two days. No, I think that the point too is like bringing it back to people. If you don't like who you work with, that's a problem, you know? And that's something you have to get clarity on. And we have to say too, we worked really hard on the people that we surround ourselves with at oh, work. Yeah. That's been an, that's been a 12 year journey. We've made a lot of mistakes in that department. A lot of mistakes in that department. And most people can relate to that because you, if you're hiring or if you're in that position, you know who's a right fit and who's not a right well, fit. Well, it's culture. Yeah. The kind of culture you want to be around personally. And I want to hang out with work people more than I want to hang out with some other people. Well, because we love them, you know? I think all in all, never underestimate how other people can affect your energy and can affect your mindset. And if you are in this constant flow of, I go to work, then I socialize, I go to work, then I socialize, and there is not a large chunk in the middle of that for self-care and selfishness and putting yourself first, that is something I think you should probably gain some clarity on in order to improve your mindset. 
always think about the balance of self-care versus your socializing. A hundred percent. You need balance. It can't be 90% socializing, 10% yourself. Yep. It should be the opposite. A hundred percent. So selfishness, putting yourself first, slowing down to speed up all things that affect your meditative and beautiful mindset. And speaking of meditation, I would be silly not to talk about here how meditation and honestly how nature affects my mindset deeply. Forget about doing anything that's, you know, something you need to buy in order to feel good or like going out to dinner or something like that. Let's talk about the things that are just free. A little bit of time of meditation and nature. When I am not feeling grounded, one of the things that I love to do is take my shoes off and walk on bare grass or sand or some sort of earth element. I love to just go lay in my backyard on the grass and look up at the trees and remember how small I am. And I know we've laughed about that before, but for me, it's a very meditative thought and it really changes my mindset. I love to look at trees and think to myself, how old are the trees? And you know, no one judges that tree. That tree just sits there. To me, these are very meditative thoughts and nature is, has, we all have access to nature. As funny as I used to think that was, I actually do that now that I have a home. Really? Um, and I'll sit outside with my dogs and like walk around, occasionally step on some dog poop. I won't lie. <laughs> um, that's so meditative. That it's just the truth. <laughs> um, and you'll look up at the sky and you're like, nothing matters. Nothing matters. And we're so small. Like there's this video I saw on TikTok once and it kind of showed the perspective of how small we were here on earth and like how big the universe is. And like, it's just, it's beyond us. We are, we are just a blip of time. So if you're in this really awful mindset and you're stuck in this kind of like negative whirlwind, go into nature, go look at a river, go stop at a park on the way to work, stop on your way home from work, find your peace in the sunset, find your peace in the sunrise, in a tree, in the clouds, in the sky. It is to me the most accessible thing in the world in order to have a better mindset. Recently, I had to get a procedure, you know, and it was really hard for me to get that procedure. And when I was sitting in the hospital, it was so funny. I was like, wow, my meditation practice follows me everywhere. There was a window and I was able to look out the window and all I saw out the window was the tops of trees. And I was like, wow, the universe is speaking to me, telling me, you're okay. You know, you're still small sitting in that bed. A reminder that, you know, it's all connected. It's all connected and I can get through anything. And Mm -hmm. no matter where my mindset takes me, nature can take me back and meditation can take me back. Yeah. And if you're someone who's listening and thinks that that's like silly, I dare you to try it. I dare you to try it because I am number one's believer in thinking that that was silly until I did it. And I also have to say something I learned recently is like reading. Oh yeah. Really? Regardless of what you're reading, it could be something silly. It could, it could be something serious. Really takes your brain into a different world. Oh my God. When I catch myself, I sometimes feel like I'm OCD where I'm like repeating these bad things in my head that are just coming back up, coming back up. And like, you know, when you kind of talk to yourself in your head and you, you try to get those feelings yes. down, reading and listening to other podcasts have really filled my brain with other things that are not nonsense. Well, yeah. So I think I really love that you brought that up because I think meditation is something like a lot of people associate with just sitting there and doing breath work. It's actually not how I view meditation. Meditation to me could be anything. It could be cooking. It could be sitting in nature. It could be reading. Um, To me, it's actually a practice. You know, I studied under a Buddhist monk 
our dad is a Taoist priest or studied under <laughs> Our dad is not a Taoist priest. Our dad studied under a Taoist <laughs> priest. We have a lot of meditative things kind of infused in our blood, you know, looking at a candle flame and doing all of these different things, slowing down. And I think truly it's kind of about finding your practice. I do think breath work is important. If you are someone who has trouble sleeping, if you have insomnia, if you have major anxiety, if you have, you know, trouble with anything, the breath can take you back in every religion and mainly, you know, Buddhism and and the things that I study and Taoism, the breath is life, you know? Yeah. And it's an undeniable fact. I think for everyone, like find what makes you feel meditative. Right. I think is the goal here. Like if that's hitting up Trader Joe's on a Sunday and like stocking your fridge and like cleaning it out and like getting clarity on your home or like putting your clothes away or going for a walk or... And do more of it. Yeah. Like that is something that I definitely struggle with. I'm like... I'm going to wake up on Sunday morning and I'm going to do all of these things and be motivated. And then next Sunday, I'm like not doing any of that. So, well, also I think too, like what you fill your mind with, like (laughs) you knew I was going to bring up this topic. I don't watch reality TV. I do. I don't watch shitty TV. I don't watch things that have negative messaging. I am very careful with what I fill my mind with. So like when I'm reading, one piece of advice I may have for you. Yes, it's meditative to read Colleen Hoover and to like swoon over the sex scenes. Yeah, like that's an incredible- I gotta get on the train. The Colleen Hoover- I gotta get on the train. It's a move. Like I will tell you, those books are steamy. That is one form of meditation, but other forms of meditation for me are, you know, reading meditation books and reading things like that. So I think it's both. I think, yes, it's Trader Joe's. You gain another perspective, I think is- A hundred percent. And like that affects your mindset. Because if you're in this spiral out of control and you're feeling really negative or you're in a bad way and you want to bring yourself back, books and learning and nature and breath work is the way to go. Well, I think you answered my question because it's like, that's where the consistency comes from. Definitely. Like, yeah, Trader Joe's is fun on that one Sunday, but the consistency comes from the consistency comes from doing it consistently. Well, yeah. And I think that's a really valid point because the thing is too, even listening to this, you may think, wow, they do all these things like all the time. No, this is um, rotational. The things that I'm talking about. One day I may read a book. One day I may do deep focus on breath work. One day I may do nature. Another day I may sit there and just think and slow down to speed up. Another day I may sit there and analyze on who's my sounding board. It's not always everything. It's chunks. It's pieces. It's identifying the selfish practices that bring my mindset back to a sound place. And I think something from what you said before is like, I do watch reality TV and I explain, you're like, let's go back. To I want to go back to love Island and all my <laughs> love Island fans. I watch it too. Um, and it's just mindless. It's like, you don't really have to watch it, but you're watching it. So you don't really have to think while you're doing it. But from the point of surrounding yourself with people that lift you up, Rachel brings up points to me where it's like, you're filling your brain with crap. And I do agree. Sometimes I watch it and I'm like, and Joe says the same thing. So as you surround yourself with people who kind of challenge that version of you, you level up. I love that too, because, you know, Camille Kostek is, you know, this famous, beautiful earth angel. But for me, she's something different. And the reason I like her is not because of any of those things. She actually leveled me up and taught me about what it meant to live in 5D. She's just a light. She is a, a walking light. And for me, it's about, constantly surrounding myself with people who level me up regarding the topic of reality TV. I'm not coming down on people for watching that. 
I think when you talk about like me kind of checking you when it comes to those things, like when I'm in the morning in my meditation and you're texting me TikToks, <laughs> I respond to you and I'm like, what are you doing right now that's not giving you clarity? that could be giving you clarity when you're just watching TikTok. And I know I'm in twobble because you when I, in twobble. I get in twobble and then I'll just send them to people who won't yell at me for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's okay to be different, right? Like you don't need to be me. I don't need to be you. We compliment each other beautifully. I'm not sitting here preaching to everybody saying do exactly as I do. I'm more saying, here's what I do. Maybe it will work for you. And I think you're saying the same, you know? But if you hear the words enough, like, it's like you can't fight what's good for you, like, as much as you think you can in your brain. You can't fight that self-care needs to come first. I can make excuses till I'm blue in the face and be like, I don't have time. I'm not doing that. I don't care. I you have watch time. This. There is endless time. Endless. Endless time. But if you're the type of person that, you know, stays in that negative mindset and likes to make excuses, then you will always live your life that way. Speaking of making excuses brings me to I was scared <laughs> I was like what <laughs> you are making excuses you're an excuse you didn't do those to do's um no I think personally and professionally one thing that I focus on a lot to make sure that my mindset is always in check this is a a really hard one I think to swallow it's one that I talk to you a lot about language language how you speak to yourself how you speak to the people around you when we talk about complaining and people that are around you, what language do they use? So I will tell you that I take deep note of people's body language, of people's actual physical language, the words I hear coming out of their mouth. And that is a very, very important thing for me to observe, to understand whose energy I want around me, but also when my energy is not good around myself. And so different things I, I will never say. You know, I don't say I can't. I don't say I'll try. To me, I'll, oh, the try. I hate I'll try. Trying is not trying. I try. If you say I'll try, it means you're giving yourself the opportunity to not succeed. To me, you're giving yourself an out. You're giving yourself an out, 100%. To me, it's I can, I have done, I will do, I am doing, I am happy, I am positive. If you wake up and you are saying to yourself, I'm tired, I'm sad, I'm sick, I'm worried, I'm scared, I'm this, I'm that. You are literally physically breeding a shitty mindset for that day. And that shitty mindset will leak into your next day, into your next day, into your next day. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't have time for one singular second of negative language or negative thinking. And it's I also don't ruin the don't space. Don't want it. Don't ruin the space for other people. Yeah. Like if you want to be like that, go away. Yeah. Because it gets old. Well, at work, I just think you and I don't have time for it. We're, I don't have time for it. No. I don't care about it. And that's the way you want to be. Get away from me. Right. Well, we're running three large companies. You know, that is a reality that slaps me in the face a little bit more every day. People are always like, how do you do it? I'm like, I, I don't know the answer of how I do it. I put the work in to do it. But when it comes to the language of my day, it's never, I don't know how I'll do this. Or it's always today is such a beautiful day. I'm so grateful I have the opportunity to do this. And not only that, the language of in your head that everything is happening for you, not to you. I, when the, I have no pity depending on the situation, obviously, but if you can control something in your life that you are actively making worse for yourself, you can't sit with me. Well, also I have to say though, the highest level of spirituality and the highest level of faith really comes from the moments that you even 
can't control. Like I'm watching one of my close friends right now go through something really serious and I'm watching her faith be tested at the highest level and she is still handling everything she's dealing with with grace. She has no control over the situation and that is when faith is tested the most. And even when she gets into that negative, she's like, nope, positive, positive, switch, positive, switch, switch. Right. So it's not about just staying positive. It's about recognizing, having the clarity, the slowdown, the people in your life who can check you and say, you're language isn't good right now. No, that, you know, like, and like, there's just so many people in my life too that like, yeah, I can dip. I can have a day and I can even look at you. And, you know, some people will look at you and think you're more negative than me or vice versa. But there's many times where I look at you and I'm like, I can't do this. I, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm tired. I am crying. I'm sad. I'm like, this is a lot. And you're like, nope, actually we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. We are going to slow down. We're going to figure out a plan. And we're going to fake it till we make it. And we're going to fake it. (laughs) And we're going to flip the narrative of this mindset, you know? So I think language, but even like language you and I talk about a lot too is like, you used to have worries about things, you know? Still do. Yeah. And, you know, as a mother, I start to have those worries too, to be honest with you. And they become like obsessive in my head. Thoughts. And when I know they're obsessive in my head... I will pull out the Peloton. I won't lie. I will pull out that Peloton app and I will take a meditation for 10 minutes. Guided meditations are great. Even if they're silly or even whatever they are, I will do it and I will need to clear my mindset. Well, I think, Carly, I have to say I give you a lot of credit because you maybe were someone that wasn't a believer in, in all the things we're talking about. But like, and yeah, maybe at first you don't like to listen to me and you reject the thought, but then you kind of soak it in. You take some clarity and then you're like, wait, actually, I really did resonate with that thought. Like, let's talk about the topic of worries. Everyone has a worry about something like you have actually changed your language. And I've noticed like you won't say certain things out loud anymore, certain things you worry about or certain words. If you put those words into the universe, the universe hears you, it attracts that energy and it will affect your mindset negatively and the actions that come from it. Yeah. I have bad thoughts still. And I always do, but I am working hard on making them better and making them go away. Right. And it's not like I don't have them either. But what I say out loud, I'm very careful about the language that I use, the way I describe my feelings and the way I put things into effect into the universe with my language is something you need to put weight on. And then it's like, do you complain or do you rise above? A hundred percent. And if you rise above, really rise above. Yeah. Well, I think what that means too is like, not giving into your own drama. Like I I really don't like people who like perpetuate their own drama or who like to anticipate their fears. You know, I will never go into a situation thinking in my head or saying out loud or any of those things. This will have a negative effect or won't go the way that I want it. I will always say like even going into today's podcast, today's going to be the best podcast episode we've ever recorded. Everyone's going to look at us at the end and say, that was a really good episode. I took a lot away from that. And I know that that will happen because I've put it into action, into the universe and in my mind, you know, um, you can make anything you want happen. It's manifestation. I think that word is being thrown around so much now. And I don't know if a lot of people really know what that means. Well, I was just going to say to you, I think if you could give like a version of what that means to you, I think it will help. I talked about this on a podcast with my friend Erica and she, she asked me, why am I motivated to manifest? Why am I motivated to use positive language? And my answer was, and it might, it's my answer now, is I have seen and reaped the benefits of manifestation. I, it is a tangible thing for me. Manifestation and positive language is not a, an, an idea that I just think 
could happen. It's not a fantasy. Meditation, manifestation, affirmations, positive language is something that I have actively and daily and in every moment I get benefit from. So, and it's a choice. It, it is a choice. It's a choice to put work into that. One concept I like to think a lot about is that the universe is rigged in my favor. Nothing is against me. Everything's for me. And every single thing that happens on a daily basis is bringing me abundance. We'll really break that down though. If you feel like the universe is rigged in your favor, that will bring you everything you've ever wanted. I know that every occurrence, whether it feels stressful in the moment or not, is not something I'm going to give into with my mindset. You know, like we're recording this podcast and there's been a truck beeping for about 45 minutes of us (laughs) trying to film this. And every single time I have sat here thinking to myself, what an opportunity to test my patience. I'm grateful for this moment. I made sure I said that out loud and I made a point of it. She did. And it's also like, we could sit here and be like, oh, right. The truck, the truck. But look at us talking (laughs) and having the best time. Namaste. Um, And I think too, along that is... We're not perfect. No. We're never going to preach perfection. And it's never Progress over perfection. Issues are opportunities. Right. A hundred percent. That's well, that I think is the number one phrase to flip the narrative, especially in work life. I really view every single, I make so many mistakes at work. I've been making mistakes every single day. I, something I practice and preach to my team all the time is like, you can only be on this team if you view an issue as an opportunity. If you deny something you did wrong, if you think that something you did wrong is a bad thing, if you try to hide something you did wrong, you're not on the same level as me. I'm more like, let's carry on. Let's learn from it and carry on. Learn from it and carry on. Accountability mindset, you know? You made the mistake. You learn from it. Right. You fix it for the next time. Carry the And you fuck might on. do the same thing next time. Right. Keep going and keep getting through and keep trying. Well, I, I would have Oops. to say, or just do it. Yeah. No trying. <laughs> exactly. Good, good language correction. Thank See, you very much. We're not perfect, but we're making it happen. I think too about like issues or opportunities is it, it's no human is perfect. And really like the only and biggest key to my success and the only thing you can do and really control is how you view a negative moment. So I have viewed in my career every single issue that has slapped me in the face as an opportunity to excel and rise higher and hit the next ceiling. And that is why my ceilings are endless. And also, you just got to cross the bridge when you get there. You can think about all of these negative things that might happen while you're on that path. And you know what? Some things might not go your way. There might be a bump in the road. There will always be a bump in the road. But cross the bridge when you get there. Yeah. I think a lot of people anticipate, like we said, they're fierce. I'm afraid this will happen. I'm afraid I can't handle this. I'm afraid I won't be able to do this. Or like, you know, we're going to set up our pop-up shop today. We could have said- I don't have time. We could have said, we don't have time. We could have said, oh, it's raining. We could have said all these things. I woke up and I was like, wow, today is a blessing. Like today is a gift and we get to move on to this. It's going to be step. a vibe. It's going to be a vibe. And I just know it. And I'm, I am manifesting that I am using my physical language. I wrote it down in my journal and I think there's, I will just kind of give you like this tangible piece of advice. Like there are three ways in my head to manifest something or to use language. Writing it down is very powerful. Journaling, saying it out loud and thinking it. Those are the three ways that I use language appropriately. I'm with you. I love it. All right. We just covered a lot. There was a lot of topics here. I think all in all, 
we have determined mindset is everything. And we have determined that your mindset that you have in your brain can manifest physical things in your life. So it's like, there's free ways to handle this. There's, you know, ways that you can buy like a guided meditation or do a guided meditation on YouTube. You can just sit there and breathe. You can sit in nature and stare at a tree, whatever it is for you. I think in conclusion, you need to find a practice that works for you to heal your mindset, to get you out of a funk. And I will say, I do see that the world is hurting right now. You know, I see the positivity. I see the light. I see that people are transforming, but I also see that people are in pain. And so I think this message is to whoever's listening, you can get out of that funk. You can improve your mindset. Even if you feel like you're in a great mindset, and you be, can improve it. And be a little more selfish. Be a hundred percent more selfish. Yeah. And selfish is being selfish is not a bad thing. No, it's not. I think all in all, I wish for you the most beautiful mindset. And I know whoever's listening to this right now, I know that you are affected positively from this. And I know you're going to have the most beautiful rest of your day. And I wish that for you. Have a beautiful day. We thank you for listening to episode two. And we love you. we're so excited for the next one. 